I'm not going to lie, I didn't ever dream it would be like this. As a girl, in my naive fantasies about my life as an adult, not once did I think about having to buy sperm or make the decision to have a baby on my own. I had dreamt of giddy first dates that I'd excitedly tell my friends about because I couldn't keep my hysteria contained for one more second. Dates that would develop into romantic city breaks, sharing plates of antipasti bulging with local delicacies. City breaks that would lead to tightening our belts to pay for our first home together. A real doer-upper with a garden for Basil, our cockapoo. Bricks and mortar that would be the setting for an out-of-this-world proposal that culminated in me wearing an heirloom ring from his great-grandmother because his parents were so smitten with me that they were thrilled to see the glint of their history on my finger. This would be followed by elated tears from my mum to see her baby so very happy as she immediately set about planning her mother of the bride outfit and dictating who should be on the invite list before a date had even been set. A country wedding would follow, of course, with me practically skipping down the aisle, squeezing my dad's proud hand, followed by converse-wearing flower girls, before indulging in a lip-smacking feast, drunken toasts and questionable dancing to Whitney. The big day over, my husband and I would jet off to a honeymoon in Iceland, gifted by the in-laws, naturally, which would be documented with unintentional smugness on our social media. Then, 12 weeks later, this perfect life would be superseded by the posting of a blurry black and white baby scan and the happy couple beaming with Cheshire cat smiles. Sure, some of that has been embellished over the years, and thankfully for my pride, social media didn't exist in the booze fueled 90s. But the fact remains that no matter how many times I rewrote my life script, the main elements of it were always the same. There would be a loving relationship followed by various thrilling chapters with nail-biting twists and turns which would end with me announcing to my parents that they were going to become Granny and Grandad or Sir as my dad declared he wanted to be known. Not even in the footnotes of the script had I considered having to buy sperm in order to get pregnant. Fast forward to 2016 and here I was, aged 37, fairy tales smashed to smithereens, scouring the internet for ways to become pregnant alone. According to the Human Fertilisation and Embryology Authority, the use of donor sperm and donor eggs is on the increase year on year, yet it still only accounts for 3% of those seeking fertility treatment in the UK. As I stood looking at my solo life, I decided that I was going to become part of that 3%. I was going to become a mum using donor sperm, come what may, because without a partner by my side, this was the only way I felt I could have a baby of my own. The only thing I knew for certain about what lay ahead was that there was no way I was the only woman in my position. There was a reason why the Bridget Jones sagas hit such a nerve with 30-something women everywhere, and it wasn't just the big pants. The gentle tick-tock, tick-tock of your fertility in your twenties turns into a fully-fledged cuckoo clock by the time you're 35, a constant screaming reminder that your baby-making time is nearly up. So, with the countdown jingle ever-present in my head, having decided I was going to go it alone, I wanted to share my decision and my adventures via a blog.
as a story for my future offspring about their conception and also as a reassuring voice to anyone else who was in the same leaking boat. Well, that was my intention. As it happens, I wrote just five or six blog posts back in 2016 and then I dived headfirst into Instagram as Lives Alone, where I quickly felt part of a community and less like I was talking to an empty room as I'd sometimes felt while writing on my blog. On Instagram I shared everything, from smashing the whimsical life plan that we're fed from a young age, that having children must follow a wedding, my grief at not getting the life I thought I was going to have, to buying sperm from Denmark, destigmatizing the taboo that is solo parenting, and bringing a beautiful baby boy into the world. I discussed the highs and lows of it all. My story piqued the interest of more and more people, and I knew that I was beginning to achieve exactly what I had set out to do, to show that while it might not be the conventional way of becoming a mum, that that didn't matter. What mattered was it could be done and that this unconventional route should be celebrated. Let's face it, once you become a mum, solo or otherwise, your kid's shit would stink just like everyone else's. <laughs>